0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the StrettiCast, my name is Dale O'Donnell. This Monday I'm going to go through some of the bigger headlines that are concerning Manchester United. Over the weekend we had the return of the Bundesliga which excited many people. Unfortunately, Jadon Sancho wasn't fit enough to start Borussia Dortmund's win over Schalke. He came on off the bench, he had a calf injury which he was nursing just during the pandemic and, and wasn't fit enough to start the game. But he did feature, didn't make much of an impact. But hopefully, as the the weeks go by, we'll start to see Jadon Sancho more often. Because I think a lot of United fans are excited about the prospect of him joining the club. He is a star. He's a footballer ready to reach the biggest stage. And, and Manchester United are progressing. They need more stars in the team, especially on the right side of, of, of midfield. You know, United are a team that... I think we've all grown up with with great wingers and for some time the right flank has has been lacking that kind of personnel. Of course Daniel James came in last summer and I think did a lot better than what people imagined. Especially at the start and played loads of minutes and that, that, that may have caught up with him. But I think definitely a player there for the future and not someone that just because Sancho comes in that he'll be swept under the, the rug. I think he still has a future and he, he, he's growing too and it's just exciting, it would be very exciting to have two very, very quick young prospects available on, on that on that right flank. But to go into the story in a bit more detail, it, it, it comes from The Sun and it claims that, that Sancho wants to join Manchester United three years after leaving rivals Man City it all comes down to the transfer fee it, it, they're saying that the that it's almost agreed the deal the deal might almost be agreed with Jadon Sancho himself but i think the big stumbling block is going to be the transfer fee green and that deal with his club Borussia Dortmund they they're set to make a massive profit on this player of course Dortmund are renowned for spotting young talents building them and selling them for a much larger fee, and that's what they're probably going to do with with Erling Haaland too. If you watch the the Dortmund and Schalke derby at the weekend, Haaland scored a, a great goal. He's as cool as you like. you give him half a chance, and he scores. Now there was a lot of um, there was a lot of kind of backlash after the match with his post match interview, and he was rather short with the 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 reporter who was asking questions. But but this is someone who's modelling his career. On Slatan Ibrahimovic, the same age and same position, and he kind of he wants to go on and play for the the same big clubs that that Slatan played for, and he has that kind of charisma and aura about him. The difference is, he's only a young guy, and he hasn't yet built that reputation slash profile yet. So people are a bit bit different when it comes to what when he says something a bit controversial, whereas when Slatan says it, we all kind of bask in his in his brilliance and his arrogance but with w is still some way to go till he till he gets that level of acceptance I guess. Um but the, the mayor say United are working hard to see a deal for the Bristol Dorman winger. Um they reckon he he could get the number seven shirt if he does come to United, which be which is a pull factor for a player. Because it's a player that of course he is on the verge of reaching stardom. He's one of the best young players in the world. And there's a lot of avenues he can go down away from the pitch commercially and that's what Manchinette will pitch to him you can be guaranteed that's what Ed Woodward and anyone else involved in negotiations will be discussing with Sancho he is the next big thing he is up there with the Kylian Mbappe's with the Erling Hallands you know he he's a player that Manchinette should be trying to get you you know you should be always on the lookout for for young players they feel that are in in within reach of winning the Ballon d'Or one day um, and he is one of them. He's he's definitely one of them. He's he's a class class player. He he's a bit like Neymar. Um, I was li- looking back at some some of the the analysis, and Owen Hargreaves described him after one game the Champions League, saying that this is Neymar at his best. A kind of a, a similar type of player that he takes on players, but he's so so good with two feet that he, it, it, it's very, very difficult for defenders to, to deal with him. I remember someone that gave, actually, that's a feature on the, the official Manchester United podcast this week, Nani. Nani's another example of a player, a winger, who was so good with two feet. Now, the difference is, he was frustrating as hell. Most wingers are. And I think Nani was probably underappreciated, because for, for many fans, he kind of lived on, on, beneath the cloud of Cristiano Ronaldo, which I think for anyone with a right way of thinking wouldn't have expected that of Nani, he came to Manchester United, he was the, the other Portuguese winger you could say, but he, he, he had a solid Manchester United career, won the, won the league in his first season at the club, went on to win more, probably never got the appreciation he deserved, but he was he, he was an out and out winger and he won games for Manchester United, so right, I think Jadon Sancho has a much higher ceiling than Nani, has a really really high ceiling, I think him coming in in the summer will be a massive buy, but I just don't know with the transfer fees being mentioned, if it's going to be that straightforward, even if he want, the player wants to come to Manchester United, I don't believe Champions League football is that key of a factor for Sancho. Of course he wants to be in the Champions League, but join a Manchester United club that's moving forward. Even if they don't qualify... For next season, it all depends on when this season returns and what happens in the fight for top four. And also depends on what happens with the remainder of the, the Europa League. United have one foot in the quarter final after hammering Lask in the first leg away from home. They have a massive advantage when, when that's when that tournament resumes. So it's gonna be interesting to see how, how it works out with that top four. And of course we don't know if fifth place will get to Champions League either. Because City have a transfer ban or a, have a, a Champions League ban hanging over their heads at the moment. And it's it's not really clear as to what's going to happen um, in regards to that because of the pandemic. And f- a lot of the focus, of course, is on football re- restarting different leagues, making big decisions. And today the Premier League is having another, another kind of big meeting within the clubs to kind of see what, what they're going to do. Some managers and clubs are complaining that... The players will need five to six weeks training and preparation before games resume. Now you see over the weekend, this football, live football is back in Germany. And probably the, the best game that I watched over the weekend was Schalke and, and Dortmund. And to no thanks to, to Schalke whatsoever, they, they were brutal. But Dortmund were on fire. Dortmund look a really good side. And again, without even Sancho starting. So when he's back in the frame, um, Dortmund... I think we'll we'll be hoping to win the Bundesliga this season. But Bayern Munich won the weekend too, um, and and because it's the kind of only domestic campaign, the the uh, the big top five leagues at the moment that's back and running. A lot of people are excited about it. A lot of people are watching more German football, including myself, and learning a bit more about some of the the lesser clubs that that we don't see in in the big European competitions. So I think that's good. It's good for the league. Um, it's also good for maybe the likes of Ali got a social who is at a home and maybe is identifying different players because he's focusing more on, on the football that's being played on television. Um, but of course, of course, social is not going to make a decision on a, on a new target on the base of watching them on television, but he might be able to put some names down the list for scouts to to watch when, when, when it's safe, the scout games again. Um. And and Solskjaer has always been looking at this Manchester United job with a long term view. Not not a short term view. And I think transfer targets, young players should be put on a list and should be monitored for for the coming transfer winners, coming seasons even. There should be a long list because if are to get back to the top, the what they're working on doing now is getting in the young best young players. So it's a great opportunity to do that now. Another young player Linked with Manchester United at the moment is Jude Bellingham, and that's a name that's popped up quite a lot. And I don't expect many people listening to the podcast have seen much of Jude. I, I haven't seen much of him myself, and I know his young brother Job is linked with the move to Manchester United too. But Jude at Birmingham is 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 one. Of, he's only kind of broken into the first team. Really, he he doesn't turn seventeen till the end of next month, but he's still one of the highest rated young footballers in English football. Um, he's been touted as the a young Steven Gerrard. Now I don't, I don't, I don't mean that. A, does that I don't know? Does that mean he's inability, inability to win a Premier League title? <laughs> but time, time will tell. I'm sure. And a move to Manchester United and with the club moving the right direction, you don't know. In the next few years, we should be fighting for a league title. And by getting in these young talented players, Solskjaer knows, hopefully knows what he's doing. Now. The, the, Bayern Munich, Chelsea, and Borussia Dortmund are also said to be keeping tabs on Jude Bellingham. Dortmund, look, we've just spoken about them. It's a massive, massive pull factor to young players, knowing that they can go there, get first-team football, and almost be regulars, like Jadon Sancho. they you can't remember? You can't forget that he went there at a very young age because he wasn't getting his opportunity under Guardiola at City. Now he took that big risk. He was a young lad moving to a foreign country and he really got his rewards and now he's been touted as one of the most expensive players to be in a transfer market this summer. So Jude will be looking at that, I have no doubt, but the the latest reports is that Manchester United are telling Jude that he would be a first team player immediately after joining the club. Now that's again, that's the kind of stuff that Dortmund promised young players. So it's going to be interesting to see, will he take that move to Manchester United or will he uproot? go abroad and join a foreign team another club mentioned are Chelsea uh, which I, I'm going to get to that in a different topic shortly because something quite laughable popped up about Frank Lampard and his trust of of young players um, which we have to point out Solskjaer has proven since he's a Man United manager he's a great trust in young players and pretty much it's 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 very much in his philosophy to to give young players that chance, and it's kind of the attitude I think Sir Alex Ferguson had. You don't know what a young player can do until you give them a chance, and they can nine times out of ten they're, they're going to surprise you. Um, and we've seen that this season with the likes of Mason Greenwood, Brandon Williams, and even the the, the improvements that Scott McTominay has has made. I think if you look down through the United Academy, and I'm sure if you spoke to some of the young lads off the record, this is massively encouraging signs. Um you know, we had we had Jose Mourinho previously as manager and there's been a lot of kind of talk about him not showing much faith in young players, but he was the player that gave Scott McTominay a chance. But I think with Solskjaer it's totally different. There's a new wave of young talent coming through. Manchester united are spending heavily on young players that might not be ready for the first team just yet. Like last season they spent something like 9 million on a, on a young lad from France. They they spent money on a young lad from, from Ajax, a striker. So, just, Sochar is putting lots of work into the youth system. He's trying, he's trying to build something. And to add, add to the first team with the likes of Jude Bellingham, Jadon Sancho, I think, again, it's signs that United are moving in the right direction. I don't know if Jude will come in and will be a an instant first team player. But time will tell. Time will tell. There's a lot of interest in him, and I think Manchester United have have have, have shown the player their interest. They gave him a tour of, of Carrington. So Alex Ferguson was there. I believe the player was overawed by the, by the reception he got while he was on his tour. But he also had a tour of Borussia Dortmund's training training ground. So again, that one's up in the air. But it, when you're when you're reading transfer reports, and this is our job at Sky News, my job is to tell tell our readers and to tell you our listeners whether it's worth believing certain rumours. The, the, the Jude Bellingham one, I'm, I'm definitely... I'm definitely there's something in that. I really do. With Jadon Sancho, there's definitely something in it. There's definitely interest. There's definitely been contact made. But I don't know if the transfer fee will be the biggest stumbling block and may make this transfer fee fall to pieces. Time will tell. It depends when football is back. when this was the business of football is back operating the way it's used to because I can't see clubs spending... So many clubs spending over a hundred million on players in the transfer window that just seems ridiculous. But Manchester United are maybe find might, might find themselves in a in a rather different position than most clubs, and maybe the likes of Real Madrid, Juventus, Bayern Munich, and Manchester United might be able to take advantage of some clubs. And for United, we we have we have ground to to catch up on with the likes of City and Liverpool. So it, it it'll be interesting how how they spend in the summer city. I, I just mentioned they have a Champions League ban hang, hanging over their heads, which is supposedly going to last for two years. That they could lose the legs of Kevin De Bruyne, players that want to win the Champions League, and and also it could it could stop them from from signing players. So this is that two year um ban hanging over their heads. That's a long time for young footballers who are trying to make their grade and. And and leave an impression in the football world that'll be forever remembered. So hopefully, you know, I can take can take advantage of that and get in the players that see us progress next season, overtake the Leicester City in the in the league table, and and challenge for the title. That's that's the aim. That's the aim. It's all just come in. He he's had to clear out a lot of dead wood. He's had to take lots of sacrifices. He sold Roman Lukaku when they can get a replacement in as a striker. But but maybe maybe he won't even sign a striker this summer. I've been thinking about this because Timo Werner is a is a, is a player that lots of Premier League clubs are linked to a, um, Chelsea, Manchinite and Liverpool, but the latest in the Athletic is that he's he's willing to snub, in, snub a move to United and Chelsea and wait for his move to Liverpool. Willing to stay at Leipzig for another season if, if that's what it takes. So, obviously, the, the, the influence of Jorgen Klopp being a German manager is obviously huge there and you can understand why he'd want to go to a team that's on the cusp of winning their first Premier League title in 30 years with, with arguably one of the best centre-backs in the world at the team. Sadio Mane, just one, of the, one of the best supposed attackers at the moment. Mohamed Salah. You know, Liverpool are, are flying it, so you can see why it's appealing. But, will he get into that front three? For United, I'm not sure if they're going to go out and sign a world-class goal scorer for, for, for mega money and I think that will come down to prioritising other areas maybe Jadon Sancho um, and we need, we, need, we need a midfielder we need a midfielder too and especially if Pogba leaves so I think Odinogalo sounds a bit expensive at the moment um, Shanghai are supposedly demanding 20 million for him which I think is a lot I think it's a lot he hasn't put a foot wrong since he arrived in January he's been nothing but a positive but He's at that stage in his career, he's, he's 30 now, and I think United will look for someone slightly younger, but someone maybe in the same bracket of of having lots of experience and being a goal scorer. There's a, a striker at Borussia, I'm watching Gladbach, um... His name is that could be pronounced totally arseways, and I apologise for, for that if that's the case. But he scored at the weekend 37 seconds into Borussia much on first game back after the Bundesliga restart, scoring against Frankfurt. Now, goal itself was, was, was a beauty, he was caught off balance and still managed to glide into the back of the net. And I think a player like that might cost less than $30 million. Um That's the fee that, that's being touted in the media. The Metro said United have intensified their interest in the in the French striker. And I think someone like him, maybe a bit under the radar, could come in. Because Solskjaer is obviously thinking too of the emergence of Mason Greenwood. He won't want to staunch his development. And I think he played a few games this season. He'll be expected to play slightly more next year. And Martial... <laughs> Let's talk about Martial, because he's a player that, I think a lot of people forget that he's still developing, he's still young, I know he's he's stroppy, he annoys people with his with his aura, he doesn't always seem very interested unless things are going his way, but he's still young, and you can't take away the raw ability he has, and I just can't see Solskjaer bringing in another young striker with, that has a high ceiling and pushing aside either, or either cutting games for Martial, or Mason Greenwood. As far as I'm concerned, Rashford would be on the left-hand side next season. That is where he's best. That's where he hurts teams, and he showed that before he suffered that serious back injury this season. So don't be surprised if United aren't signing one of the top strikers this summer. But they do need someone that will give them goals and an out and out centre forward like a Gallo not someone flashy or just someone that's going to be inside the box the right place the right time and knows where the goal is and I think that that will benefit the likes of Rashford and Martial too you've seen the difference in Martial after a Gallo arrived he got a kick up the hole he got a kick up the arse even and he was a different player he was scoring goals he was hungry again so maybe that injection of competition worked in his favour and as well as that it all comes down to the character of a Gallo I might not want to to lose that because if you look around the pictures, the train always smiling. The camp after the arrivals in January, after the arrivals of Bruno Fernandes and Agallo, was completely different. It was much more united. The results were coming, It was it just seemed a happier place to be. And I, I reckon Paul Pogba, who missed much much of the season, was probably kicking himself during that period because you know they were playing really really good football. Um, and that, that, that could be the reason now that he'll be there next season. A lot, there's more talk, the Juventus are interested, but again, United would not sell Paul Pogba unless they get a fee they deem acceptable. And it all comes down to the impact COVID-19 has on the upcoming transfer window. I've said that time and time again. What we want want from Pogba, look, Pogba's one of the best midfielders in the world when he's on his day. The problem is he hasn't shown that regularly enough for Manchester United. There's numbers there to to back up maybe his argument with assists and goals when he does play, or assists even. I think that's going to be magnified with Bruno Fernandes and the team. I think there'll be so much more creativity. and I just want to see it. I want to see it in action. I want to see it in motion because if if, if if football doesn't return and Pogba leaves in the in the summer, it's going to be one of the the great Manchester United mysteries of how pod Pogba and Bruno Fernandez would have played together and after seeing a few months five Premier League games and a few more games in other competitions of Bruno Fernandez well wow. Well. That like that's a player. I think the best players in the world would want to play because of the service that he brings. And just to add to Rashford hasn't even played with him yet, so we have a lot to look forward to when football does return. A lot to look forward to. Um, there's also a little report on in the on talk Sport and they kind of run it that uh, but Real Madrid and Barcelona will sign Marcus Rashford from Manchester United in the future. <laughs> Sends fear down your down your down your spine, but read a bit further, and it's just quotes from former Republic of Ireland international Clinton Morrison and former Crystal Palace striker, who we shouldn't need to add has fuck all clue what's happening in Manchester United. <laughs> Come on, are people really going to him for headlines on, on Marcus Rashford joining Barcelona or Real Madrid? Of course, those two clubs would like Marcus Rashford. But he knows that one of the biggest clubs in the world, he's at his club, he grew up in Manchester, he's a Manchester United fan and his aim right now would be to win things at Manchester United and I could keep saying we are moving forward under Solskjaer, we've seen positive signs. So Rashford has missed a lot of football in the new year, and he's going to be hungry to come back and hungry to play with Bruno Fernandez. And hopefully, that brings a success Manchester United's way. Who knows? If football does resume, we might even get some success this season. Like I said, we're still in the Europa League, we're still in the FA Cup, and we're still in the fight for top four. A lot to play for, and that's when, like, I kind of when football initially suspended, and there was kind of tweets and social media people, I suppose. I guess point scoring mocking Liverpool because they might not, they might be nothing void, which is not going to happen now. But I always wanted football back, regardless of poking a bit of fun at Liverpool. you might have so much to play for, and we need to be back in the Champions League. That is the priority. That, that was the priority this season, and we've made hard work. We made hard work because we weren't very, inc- we were very inconsistent at the beginning of the season. Things started to turn. Eleven games unbeaten as things stand, and hopefully that remains. to to the remainder of the season um just some updates on this podcast too because i got it we got a few messages on twitter last week that the podcast wasn't showing up on itunes i have no reason i have no understanding why that happened i've been in touch with itunes or an apple podcast and we're working on it we should be back up and running this week but until then the straight cast is available on a number of platforms you can listen on the stitcher app you can listen on spotify Castbox, a number of platforms and also a bit of an update we've moved from our podcast host to a new one to Acast. it's a really popular network um to, to kind of help us distribute this podcast to more platforms and to get it out to more listeners and to help support it too you can join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stretti News. I've uploaded a new video to Patreon today. It's me discussing the Borussia Gladback strike, who I mentioned this podcast, and the return, of course, of the Bundesliga. So just by subscribing, if, if it's a few quid to the Patreon, it goes a long, long way into helping us fund the operation at Stretti News. There's so much things that we're doing here. We're doing podcasts, we're on the blog, and hoping to pay more writers. So... Really appreciate. Well, firstly, you listen to the show. Um, we will have another podcast on Thursday with Mike. We we're trying to work out a few plans for that show because last week we went through our all-time Manchester United greatest XI, which I'd advise you to go back and listen to. Because some of those, some of these shows that we do, it doesn't matter what date they're released; they'll always be relevant. There, some of some as we go back into the history of Manchester United, and they seem to be the most. Um, the most popular podcast. So so. there's another thing we kind of want. A bit of feedback. What kind of things you want us to discuss. Because it's a little bit difficult now. With, with, with no Premier League action. And, and, I, and I find myself today going through some some reports. And I don't want to be doing that every week. Because you'll get bored of that. And you can find most of the reports on the blog. But maybe just my way to... to to give a little insight a bit of opinion and that's it really so thanks for listening to this week's podcast we'll be back on thursday with mike it'll be a longer show than this one so stay safe listen to the guidelines you're getting from your your government no matter where you are with this whole covid19 pandemic and and like i said stay safe and look after your loved ones sports social podcast Network.